0: will met andy welcome to the show thank you rick thank andy you is for now, having me he's now one of my drinking buddies and i i think <laughs> i actually thought i had stopped having drinking buddies a couple of years ago and most of them died
1: uh, i fooled you yeah. Uh, yeah you
0: did you did and now now we're in this for the long haul this is as i told you as i told you a just a charming book it is filled with uh what are called recipes. I have never cooked anything in my life. Uh, and I have not cooked anything in this, but uh, my dear friend, Kathy Murray, has cooked a number of things in here. When did you become a chef, young man?
1: Uh, well, you know, there's a lot of French guys who say you're not a chef until you lose a couple fingers. Yeah. Well, so, you, and I, and I've got okay. all. I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm but, looking. But uh, I started working in the restaurant business when you know I was 11 years old. I... Uh, I was covering for a friend of mine who was working at the corner restaurant, and uh, he said, I need, Would you bust tables for me? Otherwise, I'm going to lose my job. And, well, I started busting, and I really I decided I like it because you got fed right away in the yeah, morning.
0: Was funny. It was unlike being a caddy. You and your brothers were all caddies at Indian Hill
1: Country Club for a while, and you had to buy your own hot dogs. We had to was... buy our own hot dogs. Well, you had to get out first, and since <laughs> I was one of the youngest caddies at the time, uh, I was one of the last guys to go out. And <laughs>
0: You have uh, since gone on to uh, run the kitchens at, at many fine restaurants, but also to uh, start with other members of your family the Caddy Shack. Uh, I'm going to call it an empire, even though it's only two restaurant in, in
1: Murray Brothers Caddy Shack is it's it's an empire in our
0: minds. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what when you first started that, Andy? You, the first one was in uh, St. Augustine, Florida, the oldest city in America. Uh was it hard to convince your siblings uh, to get in this business, the restaurant business? You would know better than anybody. The restaurant business is an
1: insane. Oh, you got to be crazy to be in it. Exactly, and eighty percent of restaurants all fail within you know right. the first year. Um, you know, the first person I called was my my, my good friend Mac Haskell, and uh, he jumped on board right away. And then you know, the trick was you know talking billy into it yeah and uh i had one conversation with goes oh well that sounds like a pretty good idea all right yeah i'll, I'll do that yeah <laughs>
0: what did he have to do though he just had to sort of sign he, just, he had to didn't... write a check <laughs> oh, okay B- billy being uh bill murray the family call refers to him as billy uh i told you that i interviewed him when he wrote his first book too yeah, uh, we were at the Billy Goat, and he wrote a book about golf, and you still sell it. at
1: We the, still sell it at the restaurant, and uh, it, when he comes into town, I get him to autograph some copies, and, and they jack up the price a that, little that
0: bit. Do you think of yourself as the leading author of the Murray family?
1: Well, you know, Brian Brian wrote <laughs> Caddyshack. You know? I, that I know. So it's like, well, am I an author? For, who else has written a book in my family? Anyone? Billy? He's the, well, he's the lead. Yeah, he's the first one. I'm just following in his footsteps, I guess. One of
0: the hallmarks of this book is that it is filled with absolutely charming family photos uh, charting. Even, even Billy looks good here on this page.
1: He looks, yeah, he's got all his hair in that picture. <laughs> he looks
0: very good. So, well, you have all yours uh, sitting in the studio. Uh, talk to me about your parents, uh, Lucille and Edward. They seem like in almost every picture... An incredibly joyful couple.
1: Oh, they were really, really just, it, they were funny. Very funny to begin with. My dad was very funny. My mother was funny. My, my father had a, a very dry sense of humor. And my mother had this great laugh. And, you know, the, the story you know, was: if you could make my dad laugh at the dinner table, you were doing good. Yeah. And uh, mom, she just, she just smiled. And, you know, my dad died very young. At uh, forty six, uh, and mom just you know she kept she you know she kept smiling, kept laughing, uh, which I think
0: Andy is a is a remarkable thing given that there were nine, count them nine children.
1: It was when my father died. It was like we had a family meeting. It was like right out of you know with uh, uh, Clifton Webb and Myrna Loy, cheaper by the dozen, and. You know, my mom at the head of the table saying, "All right, well, we're going to have to stick together, and we're going to pull together, and we're going to make this work, and we're going to be cutting some corners." And uh, you know, she tried. Uh, she tried to change some food things that didn't go over real well. And actually, she was the first one of saying, "No, no, no, we won't be doing that anymore." No, she says, and you admit that she was not. She was not a great cook. She wasn't. You know. Well, I, you know. She went to cooking school. She did go to cooking school, and before she got married, my she went to French cooking school, and my father went to carving school. So, you know, Mom could cook, but, you know, after my dad died, you know, it was always she was coming home late from work, and we were cooking more than she was.
0: Well, one other the things you tell me, and we can continue on after a short commercial break, is that you really, you got an, an, a... You got lucky in some ways because you got an astonishing offer while you were backstage eating the free food uh, in the green room at Saturday Night Live. We will continue on, and you'll hear that story. Again, the name of the book, it's easy to remember, Eat, Drink, and Be Murray. It makes a perfect holiday gift. Perfect. Perfect. We'll be back. The great Jen Weigel, whose name you know uh, and whose personality you know from having been on this station and many other stations in town, is uh, Andy Murray's good friend and was a essential... Uh, aid in creating this book, because Andy has told me, and he's not loath to admit that he doesn't know how to type, uh, which makes it really sort of uh, interesting to write a book. Uh, the book came together in in a kitchen. Basically, the book was launched, kind of. Was it not Andy in a kitchen at a Thanksgiving...
1: Well, I was cooking Thanksgiving dinner at my brother Billy's house in, in Charleston, uh, and it had started, you know, he said, why don't you come on up and and, you know... Cook Thanksgiving. It's only going to be about six, eight people. And so I get up there, and there is like no food in this house. And I said, We got to go to the store. So we go to the store, and I'm, I'm going up and down the aisles, grabbing stuff, grabbing what I needed. I find this beautiful, you know, 12, 14 pound turkey, throw it in, and he stops me he goes, That's not big enough. I went, You only said there's six or eight people. Well, we got to make sandwiches. I said, Well, we could get a turkey breast. Well, we'll get a turkey breast too. But so he finds this this girl butcher at the Harris Teeters in, in uh, Charleston, and uh, comes back and he's got a twenty six pound turkey, <laughs> and so I get back next morning. I start cooking this thing and I'm I'm just you know it's hot down there it's you know I come out of Chicago and the uh, the weather had just it gotten warm, but. Uh, so this very attractive woman comes in and sits down and starts watching me cook and i 'm thinking, "Oh great she 's going to help. You know, I, I need some help. I could you know can you chop something? can you no, no, no i don 't do any of that uh, And she just watched me nibbling on, on things that were uh, you know i 'd throw her some food and, and at the end of the meal, she looks at me and she goes, "You know that was the most beautiful turkey i 've ever seen. I think you ought to write a cookbook and I was like." <clears throat> what what did you get that I didn't get? Yeah. So, But it ended up being Karen Duffy, the uh, MTV VJ Duff. Mm-hmm. And she said, you need to talk to my agent. He's really good. He can get you a deal. Uh, and I was like, you know, I got my hands full right now. I can't type. I can't. Well, I can't type. I can't type. I can't type. I got bad handwriting. Uh, <laughs> so I said, Let, you know, after the new year, well, let's talk about after the new year, and she, you know, she pursued it for a little while, and, and then um, the COVID hit, and so everything got shut down, and uh, so I, during this period of time, I met three different people who said the same thing. Who said you ought to write a cookbook? you no, they told me you're going to write a cookbook, huh. and I was like, so I called Duff back, and I said, Duff, can I still talk to your agent? What was the name of that agent? Yeah. Uh, David Vigliano. Yeah. Uh, uh, he's, he's a good agent. But uh, he, she said, oh, I talked to him already. He's really excited about it. He wants to talk to you. And so I called him up, and he goes, well, put a proposal together. And uh, I called up Jen. I said, I can't type. <laughs> <laughs> help and, me, you know, help and, and me. And I knew she had written you know, multiple books. Oh, and, and, sure. And, and she was a writer. She'd written for newspapers and uh, been on the radio. I said, oh, this would be perfect.
0: It's a great collaboration, and you thank her uh, very nicely in the book. The book's dedicated to Mom and Dad, who gave me life, and to my son, Drew, who gave my life purpose. Drew, uh, you have told me, is the best golfer in the insanely golfing Murray family. He really is. Uh, which is something to be. Uh, they're, they're a great story. One of the things about this book, Andy, is each recipe – comes with a story not a story about you know how you invented uh, french toast but but when you first made it and it's embellished by stories from your siblings uh that are that are quite germane to the uh to the recipes that's a brilliant way to do this because it makes it, it it gives each recipe an impact beyond what just a recipe can deliver, even if it's the
1: greatest recipe? Yeah, recipes in the world. can be pretty bland sometimes. Yeah. And, you know, there's there's not a whole lot in this book that, you know, that's really hard to make. Exactly, uh, exactly. it's a pretty simple book. It's very much comfort food. Uh, the stories and and the food mix real well together. Uh, what is the most complicated? I <laughs> mean, you have your a,
0: a Lucille's salad, which is not very complicated. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's good It's really good caddyshack golf balls is a very interesting and i would have
1: to say unique it's it's more labor intensive than hard (laughs) it's you know it's mashed potatoes and cheese and bacon and you fry them (laughs) like what can what what, what's wrong with that there's also
0: uh speaking to uh our burgeoning relationship, the 19th hole
1: cocktails. Uh, is the 19th hole, the bloody bowl, is really, that's a wonderful, wonderful hangover drink. Uh, when I was working at this restaurant, Mortimer's in New York, uh, there was a, there's a famous story, it was an urban legend about the guy who had 27 in one day. He came in for Sunday brunch, and he stayed from 11.30 till like 7.30, and he had 27 bloody bowls. Tell me about Mortimer's
0: and Frank Sinatra. Because that's a great re- that's a great recipe, but it's a great story too.
1: Uh, we did a lot of Mortimer's was a real society hangout. It was yeah. like the corner saloon for all these people with Monty Jackie Onassis and Brooke Astor and and uh, Bill Blass and but uh, you have Bill Blass's meatloaf recipe. Bill Blass's here. meatloaf is really good. Uh, no, I forgot the question. Here's Sinatra. <laughs> Sinatra, of course. So uh, Red Buttons called up and said, I want to have a dinner party. Frank Sinatra, he's playing at the garden, and uh, I want to have a small, intimate dinner party. Um, and so we made rack of lamb for his group. It was uh, just a dozen people. And so they come in, and they sit down, and they start bringing out food. And I guess Barbara Sinatra asked the waiter, and the waiter says, we're having lamb. She goes, she walks in. She goes to the back of the kitchen, and she goes, My husband and I, we don't eat lamb. Can you make something else? So we, uh, we said, uh, Dover sole? And she said, That would be perfect. So, yeah. point to the fish guy. We need two Dover soles, and we need them good. Yeah. Uh, so they go out. They're all bone. They're beautiful. They come back. You know, end of the meal, Sinatra is at the door of the kitchen. He goes, Who made that fish? <laughs> I pointed. I pointed to John Marsh, and uh, he goes, "That was one hell of a piece of fish." Hands him a hundred dollar bill, and then starts handing fifties out to everybody else in the kitchen. And there were about a dozen of us that night. I was like, well, "This is cool." And so he, when he was leaving, we there was a side door to the restaurant. We all ran around on Seventy Fifth Street to the front on Lexington Avenue, and all cheered him as he left. And he was like, "Thank you, thank you." It was, it was pretty cool that's a great story but there
0: are times uh in the life i would imagine of a chef that are uh, overwhelmingly taxing and busy and not so pleasant give me the 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 state of uh chefs in america these days i there's a there seems to me to be andy a a real push toward the celebrity chef, and I think Anthony Bourdain is perhaps responsible for that. And uh,
1: well, I think there were some guys before Anthony. You know, at, at one point, you know, Anthony, when Anthony came out with that first book of his and blasting the 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 restaurants in New York, yeah, there were a lot of a lot of cooks in New York who did not like Anthony Bourdain, oh. and uh, it's like, but then you know, all of a sudden he's Saint Anthony, uh, but. Uh, Happened. there's there's not enough there's not enough chefs cooks period right now everybody is scrambling to find some help everybody's paying top dollar really top dollar for these guys do you think of yourself before we
0: take a break and you'll come back uh do you think of yourself as a celebrity chef has that ever entered your mind or as a working
1: chef you, I I've always been a working chef. Yeah, that's uh, how you come you know, off in the book. I I get it. You know, it's well, celebrity. No, I got I got I know enough celebrities. I'm just I just do my job. <laughs> yeah, my, brothers my, is my, my brothers a celebrity. My brothers. I got brothers as celebrities. I just <laughs> I keep my head down and do
0: the job. Celebrities. <laughs> uh, that is the voice of uh, Andy Murray, the author of Eat, Drink, and Be Murray: A Feast of Family Fun and Favorites, uh, with a foreword by Bill Murray. A foreword. It took some time to uh, deliver, but that's another story. Uh, we'll be back to talk a little bit more uh, in a couple minutes. Andy Murray with a close friend and many of his siblings started the Caddyshack Restaurant Empire, is what I call it, with two outposts in St. Augustine, Florida, and one in Rosemont. It is an astonishing thing to keep a restaurant in business for 20 years. Uh, it, it's basically uh, impossible, so if you want to, and you can, uh, sample Caddyshack golf balls, you go to page 45 of his uh, charming, charming, and I think very meaningful book, Eat, Drink, and Be Murray. It is Andy's book with a foreword by his brother, the actor named Bill, and, and embellished by stories from all of his siblings. Uh, you have to. If you haven't already, be really proud of this thing, and just to pull it together, I'm just with Jen Weigel's help.
1: Well, you know, if you look up procrastination, you'll see a picture of me. I thought uh, you would see a
0: picture of Bill, but <laughs> well,
1: that that uh,
0: picture t- we're, we're t- like twin brothers, you know? yes.
1: But uh, yeah, it was it was it really was a labor of love, though. Those. But you also—it's a labor of love that rises out of
0: family. I think that's the charming, the real charming thing about My it. My family is
1: very tight, and we're still all very good friends. You said you talk to your siblings at least—all of them—at least once a week, right? We try. We yeah. ch- really try. Wow. And uh, you know, someday not—if w- not—we're texting each other. Someday
0: he will write a book. His next book may be about the golf trip that some of the uh, family took to Ireland uh, that he told me about Thursday night while we were having uh, Oysters Rockefeller at that uh, culinary uh, capital called the Dublin Bar The Dublin. Grill. They, they were really good. I know. You were impressed. <laughs> I was very impressed. From a tiny, tiny, tiny kitchen. <gasps> People are not going to learn how to become great chefs by reading your book, Andy. They're going to learn something about uh, relationships. They're going to learn something, I think, about the meaning of food and how food and and food festivities can be a bonding experience. Oh, food makes
1: everything better. Yeah, you know, we, you know, when the Cubs lost that that. Uh was it the second game at uh, Wrigley? Or was it the third? And Billy was a wreck, and and uh, and we had to get out of there. And people were just hassling him. And we were, we ended up uh, getting one of those pedicabs. Yeah. And And was Billy, me, and my brother John. And there were so this guy was pedaling like six, seven hundred pounds. Uh, he, he 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 got about five hundred bucks tip. So that was all right. But uh, well, I said he said where, Billy goes, where should we go? I said let's go to let's go get some steak let's go to gibson's and he goes well why why gibson's they got they got a really nice steak and we went in there and gibson's was wonderful and they sat us in in the back and they billy looks up to the waiter and goes well how are the gibson's at gibson's and so we started drinking gibson's Uh and ordering steak and pretty soon everybody's happy so food fixes food can fix everything
0: And this book can lead you uh, in that marvelous, marvelous direction. Again, it's Eat, Drink, and Be Murray. A Feast of Family Fun and Favorites. It is by Andy Murray. It's his first book. I think there is... Couple of, I, I think there's another book in you whether it is, is a you know full cocktail book featuring your buddy rick
1: holiday in i don't know i'm, I'm working i'm, I'm
0: <laughs> trust me our minds are just they're, they're they're just rolling you will ladies and gentlemen over the next few months before before and during the holidays see andy on television shows and hear him more on radio uh i'm grateful to know you and thanks jen uh
1: it's been a treat. It really is. I hope to continue our relationship. We will. We will.
0: Thank you. You two have fun wherever it is you're going now. And, uh, Eat, rem- drink, and be blurry, I think. See, see, I remember <laughs> that. i remember this. this. to go, have you ever not had drinks with Andy Murray? I go, yeah, there was one Sunday night on the radio. On the radio, yes. yes. Andy, congratulations. It's a hell of a book. Thank you, Rick. Thank you so much. Book. My pleasure.